Hello everyone, how are you doing? And welcome to our very first webcast of Selling Beyond Tomorrow, the Flash Intel AI webcast. Uh, joining us today is Mr. Todd Schechter, uh, Vice President of Sales and Head of Data as Service of Flash Intel. Welcome, Todd. Thank you, Mohammed. Happy to be here. Great. Awesome. So, Todd, uh, to kick things off, uh, could you share a bit about your journey and how you became the Vice President of Sales at Flash Intel? Yeah, happy to do it. So, you know, I, I've been at this a little while. I started as an individual contributor and I sold a wide variety of technologies, everything from uh, ERP to analytics to CRM. Um, and ultimately, I made the transition into uh, management. I spent uh, the better part of 10 years at Salesforce. Uh, I spent a couple of years at, uh, at Zoom Info uh, running their uh, strategic accounts for North America. And most recently, I've taken over as uh, VP of Sales and, and head of data as a service here at Flash Intel. So that's a little bit about uh, my background. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Todd. So why Flash Intel, Todd? Yeah, great question. So, you know, I believe in, in the power of data. You know, I, um, I've i been saying, you know, for, for years now, really, that uh, CRM has, uh, has been broadly deployed, and I don't think it really has met uh, it, it's its promise of, of delivering the the value proposition that uh, was hoped, you know, both for reps as well as for management. And so, you know, certainly with CRM, you can get a good deal of perspective into your business. You can track your forecast. You can manage relationships, uh, and there's value in that. But really, what you're not getting out of CRM uh, are the tools that the sales team is looking for. It's really not helping them advance. Uh, their deals. It's not helping them find the contacts that they need to find. Uh, it's not helping them accelerate their pipeline. And to a large extent, that is the the promise of, of Flash Intel is to really deliver everything that uh, they hoped they'd get out of CRM, but didn't. Everything that they need to find the right contacts at the right time uh, to have that conversation they need to have to advance their deals and and bring those deals in. Uh, that's really the focus of, of Flash Intel, and that's what excited me about the company. The fact that we really had a, a next-generation technology uh, that integrates with all the popular CRM platforms and delivers against that that uh, that original vision. Oh, uh, thanks for that, Todd. I've heard sales leaders say that uh, a CRM is only as good as the data you enter in it. And Flash Intel is making waves in the market today. Um, what sets your sales team apart from others in the industry? Yeah, well, that, that's uh, that's an interesting question. You know, we uh, we have, I think, a very good sales team. Uh, the the group of uh, of individuals we put together, uh, they come from an applications background. They come from a data background. They come from some of our our leading competitors. That have been out, uh, been out on the, uh, uh, you know, on the landscape for some time, and I think really what what uh, what what brings them together and it perhaps sets them apart from some of the folks at, at these other organizations is, you know, they were willing to uh, to really apply themselves as evangelists. Uh, they were willing to uh, you know help us get the word out about the strength of the platform, and I think the reward for that is is, is that they're finding more and more opportunities. With companies that are just tired of doing things the old way, where mm -hmm. they would go out and they would leverage one technology for sales intelligence, something else for uh, email sequencing, something mm -hmm. else, uh, you know, for, um, you know, for uh, for the calling platform to do their outbound calls, 
and perhaps even something else uh, to bring together uh, data enrichment and data at scale. Because at Flash Intel, we can do all of those things under a single roof, and we can do it at the pace that the customer is prepared uh, to invest in. So that that I think is uh, is what sort of brings us together. And the willingness to go out and tell that story and to help break down those walls is what brings our, our team together uh, in a unique way. Interesting. Artificial intelligence and sales are a powerful combination. How has AI transformed the way your team approaches sales strategies and customer interactions today? Yeah, no, great questions. I, I think um, there, there's a couple of things, uh, and, and we leverage we, we leverage AI fairly extensively across the Flash Intel platform. It's it's ultimately one of the things that makes us different. At the very front end, you know, we're leveraging AI across the web, helping to pull in the right publicly available uh, information into our platform. Uh, but more than that, when it comes to the individual user experience. Uh, we're doing a tremendous amount of work to make sure that whether you're crafting an email with the assistance of AI, uh, whether you're leveraging our in-platform uh, AI-powered Genie uh, to help you get the most out of the platform itself, uh, it really is being used to, to drive more efficiency, uh, to, to deliver time savings, and to bring insights about the actual use and, and best practices with the platform that the customer wouldn't otherwise know about. So those are a few examples of how we're leveraging AI at, at Flash Intel. Awesome. Now, Todd, sales is often about building strong relationships. Uh, how do you infuse human touch into an AI-driven process, like what you just mentioned sometime ago? Yeah, no, great question. I, I think I think that there's a few things. You know, when when I think about AI, really the value of AI is is in helping us focus on the right things. You know, looking at the many things and helping distill that down to a list that we can actually take action upon. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, when we think about, as an example, the AI uh, motion within our product that helps uh, the sales reps generate content for their outbound email campaigns, uh, they can indicate what they want the email to be about from a subject perspective. They can indicate what they want the tone of the email to be, what they want the length to be. And, uh, you know, our AI capabilities are going to generate a message that's likely 80 to 85 percent of what they need. That's a tremendous time savings, but it also allows for personalization. And it's really by bringing those two things together that we still, you know, we deliver scale without losing that personal approach. Amazing. And that's that's really just one example. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so, Todd. Uh... You know, Flash Intel likely faces competition in the AI sales solution landscape. Um, you know, what unique challenges do you encounter and how do you stay ahead of competition today? Well, you know, I, I think there's a number of different things. I think Flash Intel offers a tremendous value, especially compared to uh, some other technologies. Uh, when you look at the cost, let's say, of buying everything that we do a la carte, it's exponentially higher. And then, you know, the customer is still left with, you know, the task of integrating those technologies, of maintaining them and paying the separate invoices. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, we're delivering, I think, a, a fantastic value. And, and that's that's one thing that really differentiates us. Awesome. I, I've heard even hidden costs being one of the major aspects with competition today. But, you know, sales professionals are always seeking effective tactics to close deals. Right. Uh, can you share a particularly inspiring success story where your team's innovative approach made a significant impact? 
Yeah. So, you know, I, I can think of a lot of examples, but, you know, one of the most interesting ones, we, we had a customer that was using a variety of different platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, what we did was we, we took a look at the use cases that they, that they had. Uh, we took a look at the way that they're running campaigns. And what we found was that there was really an opportunity to help them build a much more strategic approach uh, around leveraging our uh, in-market timing engine. And that's effectively uh, a very unique approach that we've taken at Flash Intel to help customers really uncover, um, uh, you know, prospective customers for themselves that are in that buying mode, that are actively researching uh, solutions to buy. And we offer a more comprehensive type of uh, intent signal uh, Mm -hmm. than anyone else in this space. In the example I'm thinking of, we ended up replacing three different vendors with our single platform. We helped that customer craft a number of uh, intent-based campaigns where they were building audiences based on actual campaign signals. And we helped them build a a motion around that so that they would create an audience. They Mm -hmm. would launch uh, both email sequences as well as uh, parallel dialing campaigns into those audiences. And they saw a much higher conversion rate than they had previously. Uh, so, you know, one great example of, you know, how a customer was able to, to, to leverage a, a unified technology, use that as an opportunity to revisit their approach to outbound marketing and deliver some real, uh, real results. Awesome. That's a great way to break silos. One single platform for all approaches. You mentioned something very interesting about intent. Uh, for all of our viewers uh, who might not be very familiar with that term, uh, could you shed more light on that uh, and then furthermore elaborate on the intent-based search filters that uh, Flash Intel provides? Yeah, no, happy to. So, you know, the, the topic of of, uh, of intent is, is, I think, a critical one. So uh, what I think a lot of organizations have realized is, you know, you simply can't reach out to everyone, right? And so, so much of a, a marketer's time and, and frankly, the, the time of, 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 a, of, a, of a good seasoned salesperson is really figuring out uh, how do I find my ideal customer profile? How do I reach out to the right customer at the right time? And one way of doing that, that that's really quite effective is this concept of, of buyer intent. Mm-hmm. And so what we've seen from competitive solutions is this concept that they can go out and they can measure intent signals, or they can measure, I should say, search signals mm-hmm. uh, across the web. They can see where, where there's uh, increasing search activity mm-hmm. uh, on a particular topic at a particular company. And what we know is that typically customers are spending time researching solutions uh, and uh, and going through that sort of due diligence motion long before they contact vendors. And so uh, what's happened is that leveraging those intent signals, which are topic-based, give them the opportunity to reach out to companies that are researching similar technologies to the ones they sell, and then they can reach out to those companies. Uh, and so that certainly is is a bit of a shortcut, right? It certainly helps to know that IBM, as an example, may be researching CRM solutions, and they may be doing that at a higher rate uh, over the last 30 days or 90 days than they have in the past. That could be an indication that they're looking for a new technology. The problem is um, that only delivers part of the picture. And so, um, you know, you don't know who to call at IBM. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't know, um, you know, you don't know anything really beyond the fact that there is a, that search and search activity. So we have a, a multi-phase uh, approach. 
uh, with multiple lenses into intent. We look at topical intent and give our mm -hmm. customers an opportunity to find those surges and, and search activity. We also have job intent. We make it very easy for them to locate companies that are hiring for particular skill sets that may be indicative of a change of technology. As an example, you know, just to keep that same thread going, maybe they are now hiring uh a Salesforce administrator that could indicate that they're looking to increase their spend or, or implement Salesforce. And then in addition to that, uh, we have technology intent. Technology intent enables you to understand what technologies the customer has uh, in use. But, but more than that, we can give you a sense of whether their technology spend is increasing or decreasing over a period of time. We can often tell you whether their contracts are paid or not when their contracts start and end dates are. So a lot of different insights into sort of their technology buying and, uh, and the trends that, that, that we're seeing there. And then the final flavor of intent takes it all the way down to the level of the individual, where you can choose your own keywords and you can, and you can find uh, individuals having or conversations about uh, the topics that you choose uh, across the social web. Now we give you the ability to apply to apply a number of filters on top of that, so you can look at you know topics, and then you can start looking at you know uh, conversations uh, at, that uh, that are people at, at companies of a certain size or in a certain geography or a range of other different filters you can apply. And then we also give you sentiment analysis, so you can find, for example, uh, individuals that may be having a negative experience with your uh, competitor, as an example. Oh, that's so. Very interesting, right? So, so just uh, rather than just limiting ourselves to a single flavor of intent, we're giving you a much more well-rounded picture that helps you better define your audience and ultimately have uh, a better match uh, when you when you undertake your outreach. Awesome. Would you say this is uh, very unique to Flash Intel as a platform? Yeah, there's no question. I, I'm not aware of any other vendor that does that. Uh, the other vendors that I've seen have topic intent, and that's it. Oh, so no customizations there. Yeah, uh, you know, they'll have a number of pre-configured topics. In some cases, they'll allow you to enter custom topics at an additional charge, mm -hmm. uh, but you're still only me measuring uh, increases or surges in search activity. You're not looking through those other lenses that I highlighted. Awesome. So Todd, uh, I've been an SDR myself, and now that I'm in an AE role, uh, you know, the biggest challenge that I faced with uh, creating sequences or, uh, you know, uh, sending out uh, email campaigns is deliverability. Mm. Like I would spend hours thinking about the right content uh, that would, uh, that, that I believe would get me responses. But then when it comes to uh, my sequences going out, the response rates generally uh, you know, are are the biggest issue for not only me, but everyone out there in the market today who are struggling yeah. with great content, but poor deliverability. So uh, does Flash Intel do anything for that? You know, it, tur it turns out we do. And so, you know, one of the advantages of really taking a clean sheet of paper approach to this business problem is that we were really able to address today's challenges. And you know, one of the things that that our founder recognized uh, is the the fact that there are a lot of technologies out there that do email sequencing. Many of them have been on the market for years and really haven't been updated to deal with some of the most recent challenges we see. You know, one of those challenges is what you're highlighting, which is that ultimately the spam filters have become much, much more sophisticated uh, yeah. over the last few years. And they're able to filter out 
many more messages. And so we take really a, a two-pronged approach, I would say, to addressing that for our customers. Uh, the first is at a service, uh, service level. So we deliver rich services and best practices uh, support uh, during the onboarding process to really ensure that a customer understands what decisions they can make, what policies they can implement to give them the best possible outcome. So that's an important differentiator. Frankly, a lot of uh, the solutions out there really just hand you, uh, you know, a a handbook and and uh, and a login, and, and the rest is up to you. We're really giving customers some some best practices support to help them make the best decisions they can. Mm-hmm. Now, the second piece of the puzzle, and this is what I was alluding to previously, uh, is that we've really built a lot of uh, intelligence and and process into the into the the platform itself. Number one, uh, we have the ability to support multiple mailboxes for each individual user. So we recommend, for instance, that uh, that you limit the ultimate number of emails that go out any given day from any single mailbox, mm-hmm. but each individual user can have multiple mailboxes. So you can still deliver email at scale. We also deliver what we call email warm-up capabilities, which mean that when you start introducing new email addresses to this uh, to, to, to the platform and you begin to rotate them, we make sure that we warm them up. We gradually increase the send rates over time to build a reputation for each of those individual addresses, which really drives much, much higher deliverability. We also have capabilities uh, to, to measure uh, the, the validity of the, the uh, mailboxes that you're going to be sending to or mm-hmm. the email addresses that you're going to be sending to during your campaign in real time. So there's a setting to ensure that you don't send out any emails to, uh, uh, you know, uh, domains and and email addresses that simply are going to bounce. And, uh, you know, we have a number of other settings around time and really understanding what, uh, from an AI perspective, you know, what is the best time to send emails uh, based on the history of of your campaigns. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's all kinds of rich reporting. You can see how uh, your other uh, co-workers campaigns are performing and borrow from them. So there's just really a whole range of capability that we've built into the platform. But a lot of it is very focused on deliverability. And, you know, one aside to, to all of this, when we talk about deliverability, uh, we're not talking about deliverability in the traditional sense, which is effectively just, did this email go from my server to the destination server. It's mm-hmm. good to know, right? You want to know that it did. Uh, certainly, we're going to give you that data. That data, uh, you know, that data uh, mm-hmm. to, to review. You're going to want to understand open rates and click through rates and other things to go along with that. But more than that, just getting to the uh, the destination doesn't uh, guarantee placement. And that's really what we're focused on. We're saying, number one, we're going to help you get to the destination. Number two, we're going to help ensure that from a placement perspective, you actually end up in Muhammad's inbox Mm -hmm. and not in one of the many spam filters that you might otherwise end up in and still show that the email was delivered, right? So it's really important deliverability, not just, um, you know, whether or not, uh, or I should say placement, not just deliverability. To placement in the inbox rather than the spam. Exactly. And all of this inbuilt validator, warm up, email health uh, checks, all of that, uh, is that a part of your offering or is there like a separate offering that people need to subscribe to uh, on top of the platform? 
Yeah, well, that's that's really the difference. So all of that is available on our platform, and I, I won't, you know, call out all the competitive names, but there are there are a number of companies out there that just do sales intelligence, that just do email sequencing, that mm-hmm. just do power dialing or parallel dialing. Uh, there are tools like Neverbounce that do email validation. Yeah. We bring all of those different technologies under one roof and a single integrated platform. So instead of, you know, trying to kind of, you know, pull together a workflow and manage all of those processes across separate platforms, you do it all in one place and you do it at a much lower price than you'd be able to by buying all those separate technologies. That's amazing. I mean, this totally saves a lot of burnout that sales reps go through when they come across uh, the realization that, hey, spent hours together to get some great content and now it's in someone's spam and they have really no other way of connecting with these prospects today. Uh, But talking about burnout, Todd, like today sales is a very high pressure field. And in this day and age, burnout is a real concern. So how do you how do you support your sales team today in terms of helping them with their mental well-being? Yeah, well, you know, I'll tell you, I, I think I think what you're touching on is the role of culture and how important that is in, in yeah. any organization, but certainly any sales organization. Mm-hmm. And I think we all went through kind of a, an awkward period with COVID and, uh, you know, just the idea that now we're in many cases managing a remote team where we would have otherwise been in person, at least uh, at least periodically. And uh, I think there were a lot of, it was a very challenging period, I think, for all of us, but also a period that enabled us to learn a lot. And I think, you know, part of what I learned is the importance of of really engaging as a team, of creating events and reasons to get together during the week, to make it a a very safe environment to share best practices and, and also to share things that aren't working. You know, you want to be able to feel comfortable that if something didn't work out, that you can share that experience with the rest of the team and actually get, you know, uh, some constructive feedback that may help you the next time. So, you know, there's there's a lot of things that you can do. I, I think, you know, a lot of it comes down to building personal relationships uh, one-on-one with your team, but it also is very important to build these, uh, these this, in, this environment of collaboration, of sharing, um, of getting together at regular intervals uh, and just really maintaining the, the, the feel of, of being together, even if that may not be possible all the time. And, and I will say, now that it is possible, I am looking for excuses and opportunities to bring the team together. Uh, but, uh, you know, with that in mind, we, we do spend a lot of time apart and we have to be creative about really maintaining that sort of an atmosphere. Awesome. So uh, with the recent, uh, you know, team activity, is there something you're doing right now with your team uh, you know, that, that gets them together, uh, a- anything on, on, on those lines, Todd? Yeah, well, a few things. I mean, you know, we do, uh, we do have a number of occasions, uh, where we get together as a group during the week on various topics. And it's, it's a mix of education, of sharing of best practices, uh, and, you know, the nuts and bolts of, you know, forecast calls and that sort of stuff. None of that, none of that goes away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say I'm very excited about some upcoming events. We're going to be participating at Dreamforce, uh, wow. We're going to be uh, TechCrunch. Both of those events uh, are coming up uh, in the month of September, right around the corner. Uh, so those will both be opportunities for the team to get together and uh, to meet face-to-face. So we're all really excited about that. Amazing. So uh, you're saying we're going to have a booth at Dreamforce uh, and our viewers can actually approach us there to know more about the solution? 
Yeah, that's right. We're going to have booths at Dreamforce as well as uh, as TechCrunch. And we, in fact, uh, both of us will be there and we would encourage any of you out there in the audience to come meet us. We we love to have conversations and and we love to to talk about real life problems that that we can help solve. Awesome. Uh, we, we'll update the viewers about which booth numbers uh, we are on so that they can approach us. Uh, now, more towards the customer perspective, right? Upselling and customer retention are as important as new acquisitions. So what strategies have you implemented today to maximize customer lifetime value at Flash Intel? Yeah, well, so it's interesting. I mean, in, in the time that I've been with Flash Intel, there's been a lot of uh, enhancements to the product. So new capabilities, you know, new additions, uh, more of a focus on uh, enrichment at scale with data as a service. And so what we're finding more and more is that there's an opportunity uh, to, number one, delight our customers during the original uh, onboarding process. But once, you know, now that we've built a, a, a good size uh, community of, of customers that are successful with the platform, it gives us a license to go back in to let them know, hey, you know, we've made this further investment in the platform. It's something else that maybe we've talked about or maybe we haven't. Uh, but we're we're leveraging our own platform to let our customers know about enhancements, to let them know about the enhancements that we've built to the standard platform that they're going to take advantage of. Uh, you know, it's simply, uh, you know, by by virtue of being uh, a customer, we'll let them know about uh, some of the new capabilities and new areas that that we're investing in. And in many cases, that opens up a new dialogue, a new level of interest to, where they say, look, we've had success with some of the baseline capabilities that we've implemented to date. Uh, we're happy to see what else you're doing and see if, if it's something that, that we would be interested in taking a closer look at. Awesome. Uh, when it comes to... Uh... You know, customers evaluating a solution, one of the key factors that they would want to see is how can they measure performance on these platforms? So how do you track your team's activity on this platform today, Todd? Yeah, there, there is a way. And, you know, what we recommend, and this is part of the onboarding, you know, set of best practices that we share with customers but we definitely recommend taking some baseline measurements, you know, in terms of outreach, kind of understanding today, you know, what are your connect rates? How many calls is, is your team making? You know, how many of those uh, calls, you know, convert into meetings? And the same thing on the sequencer side, kind of understanding uh, to what extent they've had success with email campaigns. Um, and, uh, and, and then once you have those baselines established, uh, we can take a you know an honest look at how uh, our initiatives are tracking once they make the move to Flash Intel, and we can take a look at you know their improvement. We can spend time with them periodically, uh, with with their named account executive um, to check in and see how they're doing. But if you if you start with a a good set of, of baseline metrics, uh, we give you all the reporting you could hope for to really understand and measure your performance on our platform and and really capture uh, the gains that are possible. Awesome. So Todd, as a VP of sales, you likely encounter a lot of interactions with with customers. How do you gather feedback and use it to refine your products and services continuously? Yeah, you know, we're always capturing feedback from the field. We do that during the sales cycle. We also do it post-sale. We have, we're very fortunate at Flash Intel. We have a, a very open dialogue uh, with the product team. We actually have an area that anyone from the field uh, can share customer uh, requests in terms of new functionality. Uh, and that functionality is 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 really being reviewed. You know, the head of product is actually looking at that, 
in, in many cases has feedback in the document that lets us know kind of whether this is something that's under consideration, whether it's something that's been approved, uh, and sometimes even a rough idea of when we can expect that. The, the piece of innovation, frankly, at Flash Intel is one of the most impressive aspects of the organization. I, I've worked for quite a few companies, but I have never seen this, this pace of innovation. And it is literally every week uh, that there are significant enhancements being made to the platform. And we communicate those up, uh, we share them with customers, and it really is part of our secret sauce. I think it's a big part of what keeps our customers excited and feeling like they, they made the right investment uh, because they're seeing that whatever they whatever they've deployed to date, uh, we're continuing to make it better, and we're introducing new capabilities in addition to the ones that 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 made them buy the product in the first place. That's very interesting, Todd. And we'd love to see if you could spill some sauce uh, when it comes to innovations. Uh, any upcoming projects or innovations your team is working on? Any teasers you can share with the audience? Yeah. Well, now you put me on the spot. There's a. <laughs> So, you know, you always have to be careful about talking about the future, but I'll tell you what, um, I will predict the past a little bit, right? And tell you about some <laughs> of the things uh, that we've introduced in the very recent past, mm-hmm. uh, which are things like, you know, the parallel dialer. So, you know, when we started as an organization uh, leveraging our own sequential dialer, uh, you know, our our our, our AEs and our, our sales development reps would create an audience and product. They would drop that into our email sequencer. They would run email campaigns, and then they would follow those up uh, with our dialer uh, to, to reach out to people over the phone. Mm-hmm. And you know, they were making about 150 calls a day in that model, and we felt pretty good about that level of activity yeah. and the fact that it was it was reinforcing uh, that that uh, that sequencer motion. When we upgraded our own product uh, and moved into the, the the world of parallel dialers. Now that gives us the capability of actually calling between three and five people concurrently. And what that's meant is that our our, uh, SDRs can work through a list much, much more quickly uh, than they could before. So now our metrics, instead of 100 uh, dials a day, are 400 dials a day. And, you know, where they're not connecting with people, they're leaving messages because that's part of the platform as well. Uh, But what they're finding is that they're touching so many more uh, uh, prospective customers and their calling campaigns that they're generating more meetings, uh, that they're you know generating more conversations and more quality dialogue, and you know that's one example of one of the innovations that I've seen in, in the not too distant past that we've implemented internally and has really been a difference maker. Awesome, Todd. Uh, however, a few businesses have very niche segments where they might not deal with a lot of volumes. The power dialer sounds like a very exciting, uh, you know, solution to have on your platform. But if they want to, uh, if they want to manage calls uh, on a lower volume, is the sequential dialer available as well? Yeah. So the the nice thing about our platform is it it gives you a lot of ability to configure. And so, you know, when you leverage our dialer and you drop uh, an audience into uh, the dialing, uh, you know, platform, it enables you to choose whether you want to make the call sequentially, whether you want to have three concurrent calls or five concurrent calls. And so that's a user definable setting, uh, along with building a custom script, along with, you know, having all kinds of comfort and convenience options sort of in the left-hand panel. Things like how much time do you want between calls, uh, being able to select from a drop down the disposition of calls, being able to enter in your own uh, 
uh, call forwarding number. So when people call back to make sure it comes to you directly or to your cell phone, lots of different things like that. Uh, but yes, in answer to your original question, that is one of the settings. Do you want to make calls sequentially? Do you want to do them do them in parallel fashion? And then all kinds of shades of gray about how you want to configure that experience. Amazing. Todd, uh, we spoke a lot about your, uh, you know, your, your sales part of uh, the approach. Uh, but uh, we, we, I would love to touch upon the data as a service uh, aspect of uh, Flash Intel. So could you shed some light on that in terms of what it means and uh, how, how is that uh, a game changer for the solution? Yeah, you bet. So, you know, data as a service is really one of the most exciting elements of the platform. Uh, for us, the, the first step was to go out and build a number of, of partnerships and, you know, we went out and we established a relationship with Snowflake. We established a relationship with AWS. Uh, there's several more on the way that, that I'm not going to talk about today, but will be uh, in the not too distant future. Mm -hmm. And so the idea is that uh, we had a number of customers that really appreciated the capability of enabling their individual contributors to find more customers, to find more prospects, to, you know, drive outreach, uh, you know, in the field. But they also were looking for ways to drive efficiency at scale. They were looking for ways to address the traditional data challenges that we know about with systems of record like CRM and, and MAT. And so what we've come, what we've come to the market with is an opportunity to work with our customers to uh, take a data sample uh, from their system of record today, do a match analysis, a match analysis on that data sample to understand our match rates and our fill rates, uh, and then also to do a lookalike analysis so that we can understand what the total addressable market really would be uh, for that customer based on their ideal customer profile if they had access to our full database. Mm -hmm. Based on that, we come to them with a proposal and we can deliver an enrichment file. That could be a flat file or that could be something we deliver in the cloud and it could be delivered on the most the, the most popular cloud services like Snowflake and AWS so that they can consume it. They can mix it with other data sources. They can create kind of special uh, you know, combination files with uh, first and third party data, whatever, whatever it is they'd like to do but really a unique approach to addressing this challenge of, of, of data quality and, and doing so at scale that is, is very convenient and powerful, I think, for our customers. Awesome. Uh, Todd, generally sales leaders love using our platform with their CRMs today. So could you shed some light on the integration capabilities of our, of our platform? Absolutely. So, you know, we have a number of different approaches to integration. We have a, a REST API that makes it very easy to do custom integration work to the extent that that is required. We have a number of pre-built, pre-packaged integrations to uh, solutions like Salesforce, uh, HubSpot, SalesLoft, uh, Outreach, uh, and, you know, there are more on the way. Mm -hmm. But the idea is that, that uh, we recognize that that we that that it's powerful to have uh, a unified platform, but we also have a very modular platform. You can choose to deploy it, uh, you know, at, at a at a you know at a scale and pace that's appropriate for your organization. It's desired or designed, I should say, uh, to fit into the fabric uh, and the 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 uh, you know the the technology landscape that you have today, and and that's really the 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 intent of the design is to deliver all the value associated with the uniform platform, but to deliver it in a modular way 
leveraging you know today's APIs and pre-built integrations uh, to make it usable and impactful in nearly any customer uh, scenario. Amazing. Thank you for that insight, Todd. Uh, lastly, what advice would you give aspiring sales professionals who are keen to pursue a career in the AI and technology sales space? Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, I think my best advice is to do your homework. I think there's a lot of, you know, talk of AI today. I think that it's being deployed in, in some very compelling ways in, in some areas. Uh, it's being, you know, deployed in less compelling ways in, in some others. And so I think you do have to do a little bit of homework. You have to understand uh, how, how AI fits into the vision of the company and what they're delivering today and, uh, you know, and, and just make an evaluation as to whether you think that particular company is really doing something that, uh, that that's going to change the game uh, or whether, you know, they're kind of late to the party and, and taking more of a me too approach. But I think with AI, there's a tremendous amount of promise. Uh, there's a, tre a tremendous amount of value already. Uh, in what a lot of vendors are delivering. And I think we're a great example of that. And I think what I'll say uh, ultimately is that there's a lot more to come. And certainly with respect to our strategy with AI, it really is about helping our customers get it, get it, get more value out of the platform, uh, drive more scale with less effort. And uh, you're going to continue to see that investment, uh, you know, over time. Thank you very much, Todd. It was an absolute pleasure talking to you. I hope uh, you enjoyed uh, the conversation as well. And uh, viewers, uh, we hope to bring in many such esteemed guests on our platform so that they could shed more light onto the AI and the sales technology space. Appreciate it. That was Mr. Todd Schechter from FlashIntel.ai. Thank you, Todd. Thank you, Mohammed. Really enjoyed the conversation today. Same here, Todd. Good day.